Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Hi, I'm Bro Johnson, and I am the CEO and co-founder of Narrative Muse. We are a matchmaking recommendation engine for the best women-focused and non-binary books and movies on the internet. We are based in Auckland, New Zealand. The biggest challenge, literally, is the challenge that we all face constantly, which is the belief that we can't do it anymore. Um, there's always a day that comes at some point where you have the ultimate trifecta of badness, like hit you of maybe someone's given you some advice that you just don't want to hear. And they're basically telling you that something's not going to work. Maybe you're having problems at home. Maybe you're, um, something's happened to your cat or your dog. And it's just like all of the things combined mean that you don't feel like you have the capacity to continue on. And then as a founder or while working in startup land at all, honestly, you are just constantly being pushed to your limits. So you're regularly being told by your mind and your body and your spirit that you can't do it because yeah. you're just tired and you actually don't have any more information yeah. and you have no idea what the next step is. Um, and so when you hit that wall, which we all do, it's just the belief in yourself that you've had this experience before and you always climb over the wall and it's going to be okay, but it really hurts right now. But if you just go home and get some sleep and refuse to look at your emails for like a couple days or you take a mental yeah. health day, like I was just talking about mental I know, health I love days are term. so important. Um, and you actually have a real mental health day. You don't have like a pretend one where you just sit on your couch and still do emails like <laughs> I always want to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You have to take a right. real one. You have to stop everything and go touch nature with your feet or you have to go get some exercise or you have to eat real food. Um, I tend to eat real food anyway, but you just have to like focus on actually eating the meal properly instead of racing through it. Um, and just self-care, because when you have those lows, 
they suck, but you always get through it. You totally. just have to believe you'll get through it. Totally. One last question, usually that I ask at the beginning, so we kind of did a reversal today. <laughs> when did you first realize you were passionate about technology? Oh, wow. I was never passionate about technology. I didn't care. I've never cared. Um, I guess I have to change, like, change the way I sit with that now is... Um, you don't have to change, <laughs> but you do have a tech company now. We have now. a tech company. So... To say passion is the wrong use of the words for okay. me. Instead, I would say that me and my co-founder laugh all the time when we're like, how the hell did we end up in a data company? Because ultimately, we're a data company. So if you're um, telling us about your taste and what's really interesting to you, we need to be able to serve up books and movies that are perfect for you. But to do that, we have to have all the data about the books and yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. And we have to have all the data about your taste. And so that means that, oh my God, we're a data company. How did this happen? Yeah. Um, Teresa is a screenwriter, writer, and I am a is like a filmmaker. Yeah. So both of us come from these backgrounds that have absolutely nothing to do with tech, and now we're in tech and we're catching up quickly. Um, I 100% see the value in it. I understand. I can like you see instant results, and you can see, oh my goodness, with tech we can actually touch people in a way that we never could right. before. But at the end of the day, for me, passion around tech, it's just kind of like. It's the tools that we use. The passion is behind the impact we want to see in the world. Hey, I'm Natalie Robinson from Mum's Garage. I'm the founder and CEO, and we help people start and grow companies. We're based in Auckland, New Zealand. My involvement is helping tech companies. Um, so that's that's what we run. I've done a few programs. We've done a pre-accelerated program, which uh, feeds into one of the accelerators or feed into one right. of the accelerators that was here. So that's, and then mum's garage, we are trying to put what we do in a more scalable form. So we've, we've got programs that are online. Right. And why are you the person to take, uh, someone's tech company to the next level? Well, it depends on what stage they're at really. And it depends on what their, what their like purpose or objective is. What we've developed seems to work really well. We focus a lot on um, validation and uh, customer discovery and we have sort of a unique way of teaching that that makes people really understand, I guess, the, the kind of reality states of their customers. Uh, and when you understand that, the more you understand about the human element of what you're building and what who you're serving yeah. and what they value, the better, better yeah. you're able to make decisions around how you build product. Totally. So our, our purpose is to help people make the most of their existence. Um, and there's a lot of processes that humans go through and that just exist, uh, you could say, in the universe that actually really apply to how you build companies. Mm -hmm. And um, the way that we currently look at building companies, from what I've seen, is very much this is the structure, this is what has worked, this is the process that you go through, so this is what you go through. Like you come into an accelerator and you go through that process or you raise money and you go through that process. And we don't, we're not really teaching the structures or the thinking or philosophies that enable people to make their own decisions right. based on what they really feel is right for the company that they are trying to build, build so that that company evolves in a way that is truly unique right. based on their views or their philosophies or their beliefs and the other people in the company or what they see as being valuable. Right. 
Um, so what we teach is a way of thinking or thinking and behaving and processes that like empower founders to make decisions that they think are best rather than following what's being done or what they're told that they need to do yeah. in order to raise money or hit X, Y, Z. Yeah. And where do you want to see it go? Like, what's your dream for a year from now? That's also another good question. <laughs> well, we want to go offshore outside of New Zealand. Um, well, I'm very much about supporting underdogs. So giving the people that don't fit the typical mold of what success looks like an opportunity to, yeah. to, to solve problems and create value for themselves and the world on a large scale. So we want as many people as possible to be starting companies and creating value or, or at least experiencing what entrepreneurship is so that they, because entrepreneurship is very much about self-discovery as well, right? You, f- you figure out what, you, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you want to create, how you create value, which is a huge skill. And most people don't have that. Like we, we have a system that's set up to tell people what value yeah. they have and they go into a role and that's the, you know, versus giving them an opportunity to discover what value they really want to yeah. create. So we want as many people as possible to have that opportunity. And so that's why we run the programs and events to bring people into this way of thinking so that they can start companies that ha- employ happier people and build better products. My name is Fiora Al. Orion Health provides software solutions to healthcare organisations all across the world, focusing on data interoperability. I'm a product director working on a platform and integration products based in Auckland, New Zealand. I think learning to speak up has been a, a big part of big part of it. Um, I think a lot of women, you know, suffer from that whole imposter syndrome kind of thing, and I still struggle with that now. Yeah. But what I've come to I do realize, too. Yeah, it's it's a recurring theme, isn't it, uh, for women not only in tech but I think across just all the industries. And what I've learned is that, you know, men. They do. They may not know more than us, but they are far more comfortable with that fact. Right. And I've learned that is that it's okay to not know everything, but you can still express your opinion and your thoughts. Right. Um, so that's been a big turning point, I think, for me in my career as well as just as a person. Yeah. And and what would you say that you love most about your role? Um, I love that. Yeah, I do touch so many parts of the business. Um, I began my career as a as a developer, and you were, um, I guess, quite restricted in what you worked on. It was very specific, you know, what you had to deliver. Whereas in product management, you, yeah, end up kind of working right across the spectrum. Um, it's just much greater scope. You end up talking to a lot more people, working with a lot more people, um, and yeah, get to actually understand it holistically, which is yeah, interesting to me. And what language did you initially code in? Um, wow, you know what? the What I did in high school that first sort of started me off, I can't even remember what that is, but um, I guess as a developer.net was kind of where I started. And how did you learn? Um, well, I studied software engineering at um, university, so that gave me a good kind of background. I guess Java then, to be fair, was probably the first one. And then from there, um, you learn to learn. Um, so when .NET became the language that I had to pick up, you just kind of, yeah, you have your own methods, I guess, for learning. It doesn't, almost didn't matter what language it was. Do you listen to the .NET podcast? No, uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Um, so I'm still a bit of a, I still code, so yeah. closet coder, I guess, at <laughs> home. Um, but I don't keep up with, I guess, the details as much as I used to. What do you build? Um, I've got an 
app that I'm working on actually aimed at horse owners because I have horses. Horses? Yeah. Nice. I ride horses. I own them. Um, I needed an Where app. do you keep your horses in Auckland? So I live actually an hour and a half south of Auckland. Don't tell me you commute every day. Not every day, but a lot. It's soul destroying. An hour and a half? On a good day. The record has been like three hours. I nearly turned around to go home. Yeah. No. It's, uh, it's crazy. But I guess there are a lot of podcasts in the car. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You must really love what you do. <laughs> I do. And, and like I said, I've come to um, embrace almost that commute a little bit with the podcast and the music so it helps i can understand why you want to get out of auckland it's a very busy chaotic city and you probably live in an area that's very more it's more um similar to the rest of new zealand more just campy and calm and yeah so we live on scenic. a farm yeah, yeah it's a rural setting yeah. um and yeah i have horses so it makes sense um and definitely prefer having i guess our own space The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.